This is Miller's Edge on Tide The Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is The Miller's Edge. Presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. So if you're in any type of pain, foot pain, knee pain, or back pain, check those guys out in Midtown Village where they offer those premium art support. If you got nothing to lose, just try before you buy. Head on over there and let them get you fitted. You will not be disappointed. I'm telling you, these art supports are amazing. Whether you're walking the dogs, you're in the gym, just walking around. You can put them in boots, tennis shoes, you name it. You can even put your inserts it sounds crazy, but in slides, they've got the technology for all that stuff. So if you're like me, you like wearing slides, you can even do that there. So check those guys out. That's Good Feet in Midtown Village or go to goodfeet.com. You're listening to the Miller's Edge again. Like I said, it's Christian Miller along with my dad, Corey Miller, Justin Jones behind the glass. I don't know if I said, let me, hold on. Let me do it like my dad does. Justin Jones. Is that pretty good, Justin? Not yeah, bad. yeah, you nailed it. I'm still working on it. I'm still practicing. <laughs> so, but I think you did great. It's all right. It's all right. You'll, you'll get it. You'll do it a couple of times. But, uh, you, you know, I'll say this real quick. You know, it's one of the best feelings, especially like in the morning time, is when you just get a package at your door. I mean, really at any time of the day. But I, I'm one of those people, man, like there's times I just order stuff just so I can get that, that rewarding feeling of, of going and opening up a package. And uh, anyway, so because I just, I walked in my house and then, I just saw a couple packages on my door, and one of them was definitely a pair of shoes because I obviously love my shoes, and I just opened those up, and they look good. I always check them out, make sure they're in good shape, and these actually are in pretty good shape. That's that's one thing I'll say. I don't know, Justin, if you're a big shoe guy, but Nikes, man, as much as I love them, the quality on them, it's just not very consistent. And I mean, and I think we all know that. I mean, they're not the best, but you would think for a brand as big as Nike, these things would just be like mint or perfect, but it's, it's quite the opposite. I, I I feel like I have more shoes that have image, like uh, issues or blemishes when I first get them than not. So I, I don't, are you a big shoe guy, Justin, or are you just kind of keep it simple? Uh, I'm not a big shoe guy, but I, I keep up with it. Like I, I can tell you the Jordans <laughs> and the different okay. Nikes. Um, but the, the best part about working here at the station is I'm, I'm in shorts and slides all day long, you know, yeah, that's, I get to, that's get to relax best, in here. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, Nike, they make so many shoes. They just can't stay consistent all, all the way out. So I know exactly what you're talking about. 
Yeah, it's just like the quality control, man. It's weird. And then it, it, once you once you get like in depth with here's the thing, right? For the longest time, I was a big boot guy. Like all, like in, in college, you can ask anybody. All I wore was boots. Like I mean, I had a collection of boots and uh, you know, like exotic skins. I had ostrich ostrich boots. Uh, shoot, Cayman boots. You name it, right? Uh, but and I still do have my boots. I still wear them uh, occasionally, but. I started collecting, you know, shoes, like you said, like Jordans and, and Donks, I'm sure you're familiar with. And I probably got over 50 pairs of them now. And it's, it's really a bad habit, but it's really not too bad of an investment because the value of them is pretty good. And half of them I can sell for more than I paid for them. So it's actually kind of cool, but it's just crazy to me, man. And, and I'm not knocking Nike because I was a Nike athlete when I was playing. You know, I love Nike, you know, shout out to Nike, but I just sometimes, man, I'm disappointed in the quality. But anyway, just thought that throw that out there because I, I always get excited when I see that package and just a pair of shoes that I just ordered. But anyways, a lot to discuss here on the show. We'll have my dad here in a minute. He's finishing getting his setup uh, right. But uh, one thing I wanted to talk about, and we'll definitely dive into Texas A&M and keep talking about that because it's a big topic. You know, like we said earlier in the show, it's definitely one that you have circled. It definitely feels like it's, you know, whoever wins this game will go on go on to win the West. Now, obviously nothing is, you know, set in, in, in stone, but... That's what it feels like. You know, there's a lot of implications with this game. So it is a big game. We're not going to go as far as everybody else where it's almost like, oh, we're playing the big bad A&M. Like, we should be concerned. And no, 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 no. We're going into this game confident. We know it's going to be a big, uh, big-time big matchup. We know it's going to be, you know, a big uh, slobber knocker, like they used to say in the WWE. But it is what it is. You know, we're Alabama. You know, that, that that's typically what we have been known for. You know, we, we've somewhat – I don't even like saying it like we've gotten away from that. But obviously – I don't feel like we have the same respect in the eyes of, you know, whether it's fans or opponents, but we've never shied away from a big contest like this. But, you know, nonetheless, big matchup. So we'll talk about that. But one thing I wanted to talk about that I thought was interesting, a former Alabama player in the NFL had some, he had an interesting take uh, to some of his critics, uh, AKA the, the fan base of the team he plays for. And, uh, a lot of people were not very pleased with what he said and kind of wanted to talk about that. So I don't know if you saw this, Justin, uh, but Evan Neal, former Alabama offensive tackle, he plays with the Giants, my dad's team. Uh, he came out and he he, he addressed the, the fans that were criticizing him in his play. And not necessarily just him, uh, but probably the Giants as a whole team because they, they've really struggled this year. I apologize if my dad's offended by that, but they have. And uh, basically just to sum it up, what he said was, you know, why would I, why would a lion concern himself with the opinion of sheep, right? The person that's commenting on my performance, what does he do? Flip hot dogs and hamburgers somewhere? Um, so <laughs> probably not the best response to say, you know, to your fan base. That's probably the quickest way to get them to turn on you. Then we're not just saying it's any fan base. We're talking about the media of New York, the New York media. Everybody knows uh, New York media is, is, oh, it's tough, right? And no one knows it better than, Probably my dad, because he experienced it for eight, nine years playing with the Giants. And so I hear him now that we got him on the phone. What was your thoughts when you saw Evan Neal say that and kind of direct that towards the fans and then go out in the media and kind of take that stance? Because you and I both know, you know, the New York media is tough. And, and once you kind of get on that bad side of them, it's probably hard to come back from that, right? Uh, that will be, well, not really. I think once you, if you just start playing better, which I, I went and looked at all the responses, not all of them, but you know, many that I, I could see people, what people were saying, I knew he was going to be uh, a target of some really harsh criticism. Um, 
But a lot of folks kept saying, you know what? All you got to do is go play better, and then guess what? All is off. All is good. All is done. I mean, we're not going to worry about it because they want to win. And that's the bottom line. They want to win. Evan Neal's a first-round pick, high-draft pick. Hey, I've been criticized. So, you mean, you mean I might be one of slipping burgers and hot dogs because I sure have been saying to you, Christian, how I hated how he was playing. And he's getting beat like a drum. That's just reality of it. And, <laughs> and when you're at, <laughs> playing that position, everybody sees it. I mean, it's, you can't hide it. You can't mask it. And so it's part of it. you got to understand. I get the frustration, man. I, I get it. I understand as an athlete, as an NFL player, um, when people, especially today, right, with social media, you see everything Everything is exposed. Everything is talked about. You're highlighted. And it's frustrating. And it's not like this kid is not working hard, trying hard. He's just been, I mean, the whole team, it's not just him. The the entire Giants football team, it's been just really bad. Last year was Brian Dayball did a nice job, got to the playoffs, but it wasn't a pretty team. And then they start this year, you get blown out 40 to nothing by Dallas. I mean, you're losing to Arizona. You got to come from behind and, you, you, then you get, you know, ordered again on national television against Seattle. Daniel Jones getting $45 million, you know, per year to go out there and throw pick sixes. I mean, you're a professional athlete. You make a lot of money, right? And people are going to criticize. And I heard this one person talked about it was a school teacher, how, how much money she spends and, you know, what it takes for her to get to the game and this, that, and the third to support the team. And he apologized, you know, rightfully so. He he came back and he tweeted. I don't know if you read that, but you got to be fair and read the apology. I, he got I was caught up get in there. Don't worry. Come on now. I'm, I want to take know, the athlete's side. I was like, going to get know. there. Right. But here's what I'm going to say. And this is the part fans may not like it, but I, I, I don't agree with what he said about flipping the burgers. But I understand when you are criticized by the fan. And and when you have achieved so much in the work that you put in to make it to be a one percenter, and you have people that probably never played the game, which we hear all the time, uh, criticized and talked about, and they feel like because they pay money to go to the game that they have a right to criticize, they have a right to have an opinion, which they do. Um, but so you take that a little differently because you said, hey, there's somebody trying to tell me how to do my job that's never even been so I get that part of it, but you can't really say that, right? It's kind of like LeBron James, kind of when they jumped on him. Remember, he took his talent to Miami, and and LeBron James was saying, "Hey, you know what? Y'all got to get up and go to work tomorrow." Blah, whatever. I don't know if that's exactly right, but something to that. Um, he got drilled by it. So, but I understand the athlete side, which I know that's what you're going to say because you put the work in. You know the difficulty. You know the strenuous schedules and all the, everything, but you're re- rewarded for that handsomely, right? Especially the National Football League. And then they look at it like, well, because they're the pocket of fans going to say, well, they, these guys probably make too much money and they don't, because they don't really know. They might play high school football or middle school. They don't understand. How, to, get a, to be a one percenter, I mean, that's almost unheard of. So I understand both sides, but you can't say it. I know what he's feeling. But you can't say it and disrespect the people that come out and support you. So I wish he hadn't have said that. Um, obviously, somebody probably got him going and, and, and made him mad. And, you know, 
But I will say this in closing. Grace is what it's all about. We all have said things that that's, uh, probably didn't really mean it. Or maybe we did mean it and then they shouldn't have said it. But he apologized and, and you should move on. I mean, it's just like, hey, it is what it is. I get it. So what you do, you go play better. You work hard. You go at it. And, and, and guess what? Those fans, are, if you start winning and he's playing well, they ain't going to say one word about what you said about, you know, flipping burgers and hot dogs. <laughs> You know what I mean? You mentioned the apology. Yeah, that that is the way it is. And you mentioned the apology. Now, I I was going to get there. I wasn't going to throw him under the bus. You know how we do on this show. We don't really care to break news. We're not journalists. We just like talking, you know, having fun and breaking stuff down. I was going to give him his fair shake. So he did issue an apology on his ex account. He said, I am wrong for lashing out at the fans who are just as passionate and frustrated as I am. I let my frustrations in my play plus desire to win get the best of me. I had no right to make light of anyone's job, and I deeply regret the things I said. We're working day in and day out to grow as a team, and this was an unnecessary distraction. I apologize. So kudos to him you know, for you know apologizing and, and taking that uh, step because I think that's the, the right thing to do. But uh, like you said, I think from an athlete's perspective, look, when when it goes back to the – have you heard the, the, the man in the arena quote, right? You know, everybody can judge. Everybody can criticize. They can – say all these things, but it only matters. What really only matters is is the man in the arena, the guy that's in the arena. And it's not just, you know, literally just the arena as like a football arena, but it's in anything, right? I mean, you can criticize anybody for their body work, but unless you're in that situation or in their shoes or have done it, then you don't necessarily, you know, have too much credibility or say, now you can, you can say that those things and criticize them. Because like you said, you know, not knocking the guy, but watching his, you know, his film or just watching the Giants game, games he struggled he struggled honestly heavily and you know it's it's part of the game you know it's you know guys are going to struggle nobody's perfect but um to the fans point yeah i mean they 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 pay a lot of money to to attend these games they're they're the fans of the team like they make a lot of stuff possible they're they're more than entitled to to give their their opinion now that like you said the best thing probably would have been to just not publicly say something like that, especially along the lines of almost like shaming them for anybody that that does work. Because I'll be honest with you, you know, I I commend anybody that's working. There's a lot of people that just choose not to even work. So hell, I don't care if you're flipping hot dogs or hamburgers. At least you're you're trying to be a good member of society and and, and earn your keep, right? So <laughs> I'll say that much. But anyway, I I think you know his apology was you know the right decision, and, and hopefully everybody can make amends because I think it was just a lot of frustrations. He was frustration probably frustrated at, his, at himself. For how he played, and he was already probably beating himself up or, or frustrated about that, and then to have people jumping on him and tell him how terrible he is. I mean, probably made it even worse. Not to mention, I mean, if it was easy, everybody would do it, right? I mean, playing tackle in the NFL, the highest level, is not easy by any means, right? So I get it. But anyway, I just wanted to talk about that because you know you played for no, eight years. No, I think it's good, Christian, because. That you, you brought it up because this is what we deal with. I mean, think about it. I mean, it's the same thing on this level as well. I mean, you know, when you when you talk about uh, the scrutiny, you talk about, you know, Alabama, who's the most decorated football team in college football, and, and you're not playing great. And, and everybody in America is watching you, right? Everybody in America is following. And, and so everybody got something to say. Everybody, I mean, we got the – the dude, the, the goat, he calls himself, whatever he is, podcast with no, on you, YouTube with no picture, don't even know who he is. You got, everybody has something, something, something to say. 
right? And you let's just keep it at 100 because I'm a 100 guy. I mean, and there's um. no disrespect to anybody. No, I'm just saying because but this I want people to understand how players and coaches think versus how the fans think. And now that we have crossed over, you know, there's you got to be somewhat a neutral. But I, as I said a couple of days ago to some folks, I'm, I, I will always identify with the coach and the athlete. I've worked in media for from in New York for Fox, for Fox NFL Fox to. Uh, the Fox New York, too. I mean, I've done a lot of different things. CBS Sports Radio. I've done all these things, right? National media to local media. And I'm going to always identify with the players and the coaches because that's who I am, right? That's who you are. We're not, that's what we always say, we don't we don't break news and this, that, and the third. That's not us. We want, we want to give you insight, bring you inside the locker room, take you on the sidelines, tell you how game plans and things... All, all these things that we do that we can help people bring them in. And that's, I think, what people applaud us for. Not to be newsy and media. That's not who we are, right? So I understand. I understand the frustration. And I do. I get frustrated now. When there's people who haven't been in the locker room, people who haven't played the game, and all people say, don't go there. And I'm going to say this a lot. But I identify with that because when you have done it at that level, right, at the highest level, and you know, and these, a lot of people do not know, but yet they got the strongest opinion of what coaches and players should do. It's like, you got to be kidding me, right? It's like me going and trying to tell somebody who's practiced law for 50 years how to do their job. You know, <laughs> I might read books on it. I might watch it. I might watch Perry Mason and all, all these lawyer shows, but I'm not the expert, right? So, so the expert gets pissed off, excuse my language, with somebody who hasn't been there trying to tell them what they need to do. That's, and that's, that's people like the fire bombs. You hear me get mad all the time. I'm not, I'm not, I don't take anything he says about football. Now, if he's the news guy and doing a story, I, I can applaud and appreciate. But you're not telling me anything about football. And people will think that you know it because you played it at the high school level. Brother, it is, it is nowhere in the stratosphere of what these oh, young men and these guys are doing. It's nowhere, nowhere in the stratosphere. So that's the problem I have sometimes. But I'm not going to say about the flipping burgers and that. That's that's disrespectful to the fans because I appreciate that common person that offers the great support as well because it goes hand in hand. That's all I'm saying. So I understand what he said. He shouldn't have said it, and I'm glad he apologized. But I understand the anger in which it came from. That's all I'm saying. Period. I think that's fair. It's right down the middle, and as it should be, as a, a guy that, that played in the NFL nine years and has been in the media for 20-something years. So and I, that makes perfect sense. I, I, I agree 100% with that. But we're going to take a quick timeout, then we're going to go to the phone calls. we got people lining up, and we'll continue to, to discuss the big matchup this weekend against Texas A&M. You're listening in to the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9, presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. We'll be right back in a moment. See us at Riverside Feed and Seed, 1309 30th Avenue. Uh, some people are saying that, uh, you know, you have to also get consent from the owner to force entry in a situation like this. And I do believe that's accurate. So that could have been part of the delay or part of the delay right now. Large SWAT unit vehicle 
literally facing the the room at the Ramada Inn on the end of the building. Out here on Skyland Boulevard at the Ramada, keeping an eye on this very, very active situation. It seems like maybe 60 to 90 seconds ago, there was three flashbangs very quickly within a span of maybe 15 seconds of each other. Um, about 30 minutes ago, a woman was pulled out of the room. We don't know if she was a suspect, if she was a victim. We have no idea um, what the status of that woman was, but she was pulled out of the room safely about 30 minutes ago. If you're hearing the sound of traffic, obviously a very busy yes. Skyland Boulevard here around uh, midday and lunchtime uh, as we speak. Uh, uh, JR and the thread team uh, positioned across the street mm -hmm. where authorities have asked them to stay to remain safe. Absolutely. If you're just joining us, just turning the radio on, uh, we have a developing situation, dangerous situation on Skyland Boulevard at the Ramada Inn Hotel there, 631 Skyland Boulevard uh, East. And at this time, we just know that someone is barricaded in a room, refusing to come out and refusing to surrender peacefully. Tuscaloosa police, federal marshals all on the scene and the SWAT team attempting to get this person out of the hotel room at the Ramada Inn. It was another loud boom. That was the fourth loud boom in a span of maybe three minutes or so. You right there, Nick. Oh, that's another, another one. That's a fifth. Avoid Skyland Boulevard. It is quite congested. The next to me informed me that there was somebody pulled out of the room a little bit earlier. Uh, that's what they told me a little bit earlier. Yeah, about 30 minutes ago. They yes. pulled out the room. They put her in handcuffs. We have some on. folks asking me to interview the ladies next to us, and I was telling them the info oh! that, that y'all gave me. They told <laughs> So a woman pulled out of this hotel room earlier. Again, we don't know if she was a suspect or a victim. Yes, about five loud booms in the span of maybe five minutes or so here. At the Ramada on Skyland Boulevard, close to the intersection of Skyland and McFarland. They trying to gas it out. I can't get close to all. Um, if I go to the middle, I was in the middle right there, but when I got to the middle, it's interesting. Those those flash bombs. That's the sixth. Six, the sixth flash bomb. Yep. That they're staggered like that. This about the sixth loud boom here in the span of less than five minutes or so outside the Ramada. We we aren't really sure what that is. It does make you wonder if that's gas and they're yeah, trying to, you know. Decoys is most likely something to stun them. Um, it does not really sound like gunshots. I'm assuming they've evacuated uh, at least uh, that part yeah. of the hotel I know for safety's sake. In any case like this, one of the first things they do is get everybody out of the hotel. So I'm sure they've done that. And they've moved everybody out of the parking lot at Ramada with the exception of uh, authorities. As we said, 60-plus authorities, including federal marshals. I'll put myself in traffic, though. Live streaming video right now at TuscaloosaThread.com on this developing news story. Again, if you just joined us, there is a suspect in a hotel room at the Ramada Inn on Skyland Boulevard refusing to exit. Police have gathered outside. 
Sorry for the shaky camera for a second. This is about as close as they're telling us that we can get to the situation here on Skyland Boulevard. We continue to hear the flash booms uh, in the background. Yes. booms in the span of about five minutes, just the last one about 60 seconds ago. This is uh, Town Square Media News Center, and we're live at a developing dangerous situation on Skyland Boulevard, 631 Skyland Boulevard East. You are traveling involving the Ramada Inn there where someone is barricaded in a room and threatening to not surrender peacefully to Tuscaloosa police. A female already pulled out of the room. Again, we don't have any confirmation on whether she's a suspect or a victim. But a male figure remains in the room and is the subject of all of this attention by the authorities. And we've had several flash bangs. No confirmation at all of any gunfire. There's been a lot of uh, rumor, questions uh, about that in the last few minutes, and I, I don't think we can confirm that. It says move to the right some a little bit. The only thing to the right is another uh, emergency vehicle. It's just more emergency vehicles over here. This is really what we're looking at. Um, they're trying to get into a room. Let's see if I can point to it with my finger. They're trying to get to a, a room over here on this side of the building. There's a bunch. If you're listening to us, the room they're trying to get into is is really kind of on the back side of the Ramada Inn. Um, on the I've end? Actually, mm -hmm. I've actually stayed at that hotel before, yeah. and I've stayed in the rooms on that back side there. So there's only, I would say there's probably 10, 15 rooms. It's a smaller area on the back side. And a very so small sorry. parking lot as well. Traffic is still flowing on Skyland Boulevard, but uh, if you're leaving the office or lunch break or anything of the sort anytime soon, avoid the area if you can. Just a couple of stuns maybe two minutes ago, about five to six of them that were sent into the room. Can't really tell if they were gunshots or not. Did not sound like a gunshot. Seems they continue to use the SWAT team to flash booms we're calling them flash yes, booms flash yes. bangs been seven plus uh of those in the last half hour or so but so far suspects still in the room that's what it appears because we haven't seen anybody brought out removed put in a you know a tuscaloosa police uh, vehicle nothing and we have no idea what he is wanted for at this time either why he is uh trying to get away escape or avoid the police right uh, Okay, so we, we also have live video. If you would like to follow along on Facebook, the Tuscaloosa thread is at the scene and has live video with uh, our reporter, J.R. Moore, right now. So you can see as, uh, as much as, as anyone is going to be allowed to see right now. For safety reasons, they've got the Tuscaloosa thread positioned just across the, the street, Scotland Boulevard. I mean, this is an impossible uh, situation for the suspect in the room. Uh, so either 
yeah. either he surrenders voluntarily or this will not end well. Exactly. And we are told that he's armed. So, you know, officers have to protect themselves. They have to protect uh, other folks in that area that are on the street. Now, in any uh, situation like this, they're going to immediately evacuate the hotel. So I'm certain that the hotel, the, Ram the Ramada Inn, is evacuated. But you still have people, you know, on Skyland Boulevard. I really think, uh, again, a warning, please try and avoid Skyland Boulevard. Now, they're flashing some lights. I've been told the U.S. Marshals is here. They're flashing some lights. Bright lights flashing outside the door where the suspect is barricaded. I thought it at first was a flashbang, but it doesn't... I haven't heard a sound. Just the bright lights. That was interesting. This is Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. And uh, again, it's live coverage, a breaking story developing on Skyland Boulevard at the Ramada Inn, where a suspect is in a room uh, barricaded from police, federal marshals, uh, city police, SWAT team on the scene, 60 plus authorities trying to get the guy out of the room. Officers are trying to enter the room at the that's, moment. That's, that's, that's that lie you're seeing. Oh, okay, wait, see now. It appears they are trying to make entry right now. Yeah, they now. are. Yeah, Looks they're like going maybe in. five or six officers getting into position to try to get into this, uh, into this room at the moment. Two SWAT cars up over here, if you can see where my uh, finger's and, pointing at. Uh, it appears SWAT team officers outside the door preparing to enter at any moment. They also unleashed five or six of those flash bombs uh, earlier uh, that were delayed. You know, they would do a couple and then they'd wait a minute, do a couple more. But it appears the officers are getting in position to go in. Live streaming video coverage right now at TuscaloosaThread.com. And of course, on all Town Square media radio stations. Seems like they may have ditched that plan. I'm not totally sure. Yeah. They it, did not enter the room. It appears they ditched the plan. They did have everybody lined up, but they fell back. Across from Payless Shoes, very close to that intersection, close to Walmart. <laughs> so they've opted not to go in at this at this moment, but they are right outside the the gunman's door. been out here for probably 25 30 minutes or so i can't really tell but uh this situation's probably been going on ongoing for about 45 minutes interesting that again the five or six uh swat team officers were just outside that door and we saw flashing light and it, it appeared they were going in and then suddenly uh that plan was aborted. Yeah. Boulevard. That is a good question. It is very, very close. I do not know if it's on lockdown, but there are plenty of officers right here in front of the school. That's a good question. Uh, better safe than sorry, though, whatever their plan is. That's also what we're trying to figure out. It appears well. they, know you know, we're going to make entry, then they decided to back off for a moment. So that could be due to some information they obtained. 
Uh, you know, they did release those flashbangs. I don't, I don't know what that was meant to do, if that's meant to stun or release gas. But they are desperately trying to get him out of the room before, you know, he hurts himself or others. A question uh, has been raised about Skyland Elementary School, which, of course, is across the street. But just down the street, Skyland Boulevard is still open to traffic in front of the Ramada Inn. They may be trying to block off the view or maybe trying to block the public's uh, danger from this situation. I can't really tell. They're moving vehicles now, police vehicles, really blocking the view from across the street. They're making a wall of cars here in front of this situation. So that there we can't see. And a wall of cars. Uh, there was one pulled out maybe 35 minutes ago. But police are making a wall in front of the situation here. It's unclear if that wall is to block us from getting footage or if that wall is to, you know, protect us. Regardless, or have more of a confined area uh, in the event the person comes out. Y- yes, regardless, we will stay on the scene yeah, all of the uh, all of the vehicles now literally are lining up bumper to bumper. And it does appear either to block the view or for safety purposes or to, like you said, have a more confined area of attack. Our reporter may have to, I don't know if he is... Uh, on foot now or where he may have to get on top of our vehicle in order to see over these cars that's that's highly possible yes trying to block at least all sight maybe trying to keep the public out of danger here in case something happens we're not totally sure That is also very possible, if he could see the lights. Some people are saying it has to do with uh, making sure the suspect can't see what the police are doing. I think they're well aware of... So that they could, uh, so that it would take away the element of surprise. Should the suspect be watching this video? I, I think they're prepared for things like that, though. And, of course... That's we have a pretty good line of communication with the uh, with the police, and yes. have not been asked to discontinue the live streaming video no. at all. And if there was a safety uh, issue, Tuscaloosa police would get in touch with us, and we'd go from there. Trying to keep folks out of the area if we can. I'll keep it pointed in this direction. Hard to believe with everything going on for a suspect at this moment that he's concerned with watching the coverage but who who knows or well just to know what the police are doing outside the room or if they're planning to come in it's possible well the streaming uh, video coverage right now is live on tuscaloosathread.com we understand that the uh, there's a drone flying overhead too they don't know if it belongs to the police or a news outlet. I know that uh, I, I do know that the uh, sheriff's department has a drone, and, and so do the uh, federal authorities. They often use, so that may be the case. It does look to be police owned uh, when they brought it out. Lots and lots of emergency vehicles out here. Uh, good two dozen emergency vehicles out here, probably 
40 to 50 police officers. So we understand the drone does belong to the police department. Yes. And most are saying the drone has been out there for a little while now, so... Um, Again, they formed a wall uh, strategically placing police vehicles on the scene uh, around that area of the Ramada Inn where the suspect is held up. I believe that this situation has been gone, uh, going on since at least 1030 or so here on Skyland Boulevard at the intersection of Skyland and McFarland at the Ramada Hotel. You're listening to Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Live news coverage of a breaking story going on right now. A suspect avoiding capture by federal marshals and the uh, Tuscaloosa police and SWAT team at the moment at the Ramada Inn on Skyland Boulevard. Minutes ago, we heard maybe five to six loud booms, and maybe 25 to 30 minutes before that, yes, uh, there was another person that was pulled out of the room. We don't know if that person was a victim or a suspect. We just know they were pulled out of the room about. 35 minutes ago. This is, for those that are wondering, this is the Ramada Inn that is right there on that corner of, you know, Skyland and McFarland. Um, trying to think of some other landmarks that might be around there, but uh, it's right at that uh, McFarland-Skyland corner. Been there forever. Most would know yes, where it is. Yes. They're moving the vehicles even more to try and get them in, in position. It will be interesting to find out what this suspect is wanted for with all of this attention and this effort to avoid capture. Yeah. Uh, in addition, Again, um, uh, if you're the suspect, if you're you know, if you don't think so they're coming in, have blocked the view of the public of what's that's going naive. On. Um, Several reasons they could be doing that, as several have mentioned in the chat. The Skyland Boulevard Ramada Hotel. The uh, It's on 631 Skyland Boulevard East, the Ramada Inn. And he's barricaded himself in the room. He's refusing to come out and even told Tuscaloosa police that he would not be surrendering peacefully. And that, that comes directly from our uh, sources at the Tuscaloosa Police Department. So I know uh, that that is accurate. So he, I guess, is planning for this to uh, go for a long time and not end well. And the Tuscaloosa thread is live on the scene right now. That's what you're hearing in the background. We've got a reporter on the scene take them out by force. There has been somebody that was pulled out of the room uh, and I'm guesstimating on times here about 40 minutes ago. Uh, we don't know if that person was a suspect. We don't know if that person was a victim. Uh, we know that it was a woman identified by the folks here on the scene that was pulled out of the room about 40 minutes ago, but there is at least one more person in the hotel room on this side of the building. If you're looking for the live video feed, you can you can find it on the Tuscaloosa Thread app. Just click on the story and the live Video feed is right there. They have now blocked traffic on Skyland Boulevard. It looks like going eastbound at Skyland Elementary. 
Well, we just mentioned that a moment ago that that would probably happen. And eastbound traffic now well. blocked on Skyland uh, Boulevard. Here soon, right in front of this hotel. Now, it, now it has happened. But if you would like to watch the video, you just click on the armed standoff at we'll Tuscaloosa Ramada Inn on the Thread app, and it's right there. A large police presence, as you can imagine. Yes. With uh, SWAT vehicles and, I mean, I've counted upwards of 25 officers. And th those are just the ones we can see. to my right again a little bit better view around this door around the side of this building again we're being blocked by a lot of emergency vehicles out front on purpose about 10 minutes ago uh, the officers tried to make a wall in front of what's going on out here. Several reasons, again, to do that. Try to keep the public safe. Uh, there are a lot of people out here watching the situation going on, uh, trying to block any kind of live footage going to the suspect, potential live footage going to the suspect. That would They've be got somebody, it appears, uh, arrested right now. They're arresting someone right now. I'm watching, I'm watching a little slightly different angle and they do have a suspect in handcuffs with uh, about 20 officers around him, and they are taking him away from the scene right now. So it does appear an arrest has been made just in the last few seconds. Yeah, a large group of uh, SWAT team members and officers gathered around that SWAT vehicle just outside that room. Yes, they've told us that we need to stand on this side of the street. All the news crews are on this side of the street with me. Yeah, they are. They Reportedly are. Reportedly in handcuffs now, head down, we're hearing. They are marching him out. Uh, he's a heavy set, white male, bald, and is being placed in the police vehicle right now. Was wearing a light blue shirt. I would say probably in his 40s. It's been very active out here on Skyland Boulevard near the intersection of Skyland and McFarland at the Ramada Hotel for the Completely last hour Completely shaved or so. head, and uh, he is, is right now in the Tuscaloosa County Police Vehicle. So well, he was just placed in it. The news is that uh, if this is the case, this has ended well. Nobody hurt, nobody injured, nobody uh, killed in this uh, Standoff as a suspect barricaded himself uh, at the Ramada Inn on Skyland Boulevard in Tuscaloosa. But again, it appears that uh, a suspect is in custody. It did end very well. They were actually pouring uh, cold water uh, on his head at maybe his request. I, I, I don't know, but it did end as well as it could end here. Um, as we get more information, we will provide it via the Tuscaloosa thread. 
Uh.com uh, and uh, update perhaps what he is or was wanted for and any other information that we have. This could have been a very, very tragic situation. But uh, thanks to the, the work of the Tuscaloosa police, the Tuscaloosa uh, SWAT team and the federal marshals, they were able to get this suspect out of the Ramada Inn. He is now in the police vehicle and is being removed from the scene. So that's a great ending. Uh, coverage provided uh, live from Town Square Media Tuscaloosa on all of our radio stations. And, of course, it continues on the Tuscaloosa thread. We'll update the story as we get more information. Tuscaloosa Town Square Media. What kind of shell they're in pre-snap, but you also have to know what they're getting into because nowadays defenses don't just line up in what they're, they're playing. They're not just going to show cover two and just run cover two. They're going to disguise cover two, then they're going to, you know, bail out, and they might come on a pressure. They might get to cover seven. I mean, it, it's, it's, there's a lot, and you're right. It's, it's very tough, but the thing I'll say, Joseph, is comparing the two quarterbacks, I, I, I'll give Max Johnson, because that's who's going to play their starter, uh, Wigman or Wigman, however you pronounce it. He's out for the year. Uh, Max Johnson, he's, he's a good quarterback. He's not bad. He definitely runs their offense well, and I, I think the coaches are confident in him. He's played some football over the years. I think he transferred in from LSU. Uh, but that being said, though, he's definitely not perfect either, right? I mean, he's he's a guy that is is turnover vulnerable. We saw that against Arkansas. He threw an interception on a it was either a flare route or a screen. I can't remember, but you know, threw a pick six to open up the second half. I think it was, and then uh, he's uh, prone to to fumbling the football. So he's got his weaknesses. But you're right, you know, he, he's a good player. You got to respect him. Um, but really, but, I think well, it's just you know. Oh, go ahead. I got one question for you, Christian. What were yes, sir. And 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 Jalen Miller hadn't had to do this yet. What what we gonna do if they step in our run with three or four guys on the line, and they able to daggum play zone defense versus against us and disguise the coverages? And you're, what so you're we're gonna saying do if what we're gonna do if they force Jalen Milrow to throw when they're dropping like eight guys, really being almost like in a a very uh, protective shell. But here's the thing, though. I'll be honest, Joseph. I don't think that's going to be their game plan. I've watched them on tape. They're very aggressive. And not even just, you know, talking about them. And I don't want to, you know, give other teams, you know, input. But I'm just going to be real with you. If I'm play, playing Jalen Milrow, I'm not going to just let him sit back and throw. Because if a quarterback has time and it turns into seven on seven, he can just kind of, he can find an open window or he'll just take off at some point. What they probably will do and probably should do, I shouldn't say this, but I would bring pressure at Jalen Milrow and make him and force him to make quick decisions. Because honestly, that's typically where you see him or any quarterback end up throwing errant throws or making bad decisions when they're under pressure, they're under duress. And so you're forcing him to speed up his processing, which again, we, we've said it, he needs to make quicker decisions. He's, he's gave himself, uh, gave up some sacks a couple times, Joseph, when uh, he held the ball too long. So if, if if I had to guess, they'll actually probably do the opposite, and they'll, they'll probably be very aggressive and bring a lot of pressure, try to fill those voids, try to keep them in there and, and make them make a quick decision. Uh, so that would be my guess. But, Joseph, I appreciate the call. Always good stuff, man. It is, <laughs> we, we, hey, man. You know, we started LeBron little, is the best player, by the way. Yeah, I was about to say, start off a little little uh, rocky with Joseph first calling in. We were go battling out. You know, it's always fun now. He's got some interesting takes, especially that, that basketball one. But I... I was going to say, I think it's more so about age with the LeBron Jordan thing. I think younger folks are going to go with LeBron. Like myself, we grew up watching LeBron. Older folks are probably going to say Jordan, but I don't know. I'm not the biggest basketball I'm older, guy. and I'm saying LeBron James. Oh, wow. He does more. 
There you go. Yeah. Jeff, yeah. we know you've been waiting patiently. You got a couple minutes. You still there? Yeah, I'm right here. And Jordan's the greatest because he never lost the NBA Finals and he never had a Game 7. That's why he's the greatest. LeBron lost about four or five of them. It's just like in football, Bradshaw's the greatest of all time because he never lost the Super Bowl. Who? Bradshaw. 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 Because of that defense, not because of Terry Bradshaw. Franco Harris. Rocky Blyer, Franco. You got that right. And also, I'll take a, I'll take autograph football from Ray Davis, who I'll take it from, running all over Florida. That's what I'll take. I'll, I'll take Ray Davis. Who's Ray, who Ray, who Ray Davis? Who's Ray? 280 yards versus Florida. <laughs> no, I, 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 know, I know you don't remember it, but I, I know we ain't got a chance against George either, do we? I know we don't. But I tell you, nah, this, Kentucky, Kentucky can beat Florida. Tennessee can't. I can tell you that. Kentucky beat them. Will Tennessee Kentucky beat Georgia? That's what I want to know. Will well, Kentucky beat Georgia? I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope so they do. Like said, but, if they, but if they do, you won't give us any respect anyway. You'll still beat them. Yes, I will. I, I'll be like, will. give me the some Kentucky bourbon if they the win. The hell you will. You won't give a shit. I'm going to drink me some Kentucky bourbon. Uh-oh, yeah, we was about to say, can't say that one, Jeff. Hey, but this nah, is, I don't nah. know why he thinks we, we look, I have no problem with Stoops or Kentucky. We've never said anything bad about this guy. I love, uh, hey, this is, some good football. I love about him. Until Kentucky yeah, do anything, they stink. It's a basketball okay, see, school. I, you can I, hear that, I Jeff. That. You hear me, Jeff? <laughs> Until Kentucky do anything in football, you stink. Well, Period. let me say this real quick. Alumni Hall, got to remind you guys, giving away two tickets to the Alabama-Arkansas game for October 14th and a $250 gift card. So remember to stop by Alumni Store in Midtown Village or go to alumnihall.com and pick Alabama to enter the sweepstakes and shop the latest and greatest items for football season, especially with fall weather coming in. Get your jackets, your hoodies right now at alumnihall.com where Crimson Tide fans shop. Appreciate you guys hanging in with us. Sorry we had to, you know, send it over to the uh, standoff. Make sure everybody's safe. If you're in that area, uh, we'll do it again tomorrow. We got Friday. Once your prediction and your score for this big so. matchup against Texas A&M. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9. The Kentucky State. Alabama Dang. Sports presented by the Good Pete Store, America's <laughs> art support experts. Bye-bye See now. you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily.